fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, the media has gone insane, even more than normal. They're going farther and farther, whether it goes to the Israel-Hamas situation, whether it goes to uh, porn in kids' schools, uh, whether it goes to whether we should have more children. Do we really need more children? Uh, We get to Joy Reid and Taylor Lorenz and so much more here coming up in just about 60 seconds. But the day may come when you have to defend yourself or your family with lethal force. That just happens sometimes. It's your right as an American to do so, of course. And it's your God-given responsibility to your family to do so. Uh, But, you know, of course, we're very pro-Second Amendment here at The Blaze. We believe in the Constitution. Even the amendments that uh, don't seem like uh, they're in favor anymore with the country. But protecting yourself is important. It's not always necessary to have lethal force on your side. Uh, first, one thing, you can sometimes go to jail. Beyond that, you may have injured or killed someone, and that's not always easy to live with, even if it was justified. For those situations where you don't need lethal force, there's the Berna launcher. These things are so cool. Government agencies and police departments all over the country rely on Berna every day as their go-to less lethal option. It works for them. It will work for you, too. These things look like uh, you know your normal firearm. However, they're different, and they fire these uh, non-lethal rounds, and it's just, first of all, they're really cool, and they're fun uh, to use for target practice and such. You get to reuse the ammo, which is is really cool if you know how much ammo costs. Um, But the whole point here is that Berna is is a a great option for you, especially if you have someone in your family who wants to protect themselves but is maybe a little bit hesitant to use a gun. Uh, Berna is perfect for them. It's proudly American, manufactured in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Visit Berna.com slash Glenn, B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Glenn. You can get a 10% discount right now. It's Berna.com slash Glenn. All right, it is Stu Bergier in for Glenn, who uh, had to leave with his uh, voice kind of just fading away slowly as the show went on. Hopefully he'll be okay tomorrow. Jason Buttrell asked him to stick around here as we're going into something that I know you've spent a lot of time thinking about, Jason, uh, the situation in Israel. Mm. And the way the media is handling it to me is fascinating. I want to give you this tweet from Cornell West. We discussed it briefly last hour, but this was his reaction to... Aaron Bushnell, this uh, military member who decided to light himself on fire to protest. (laughs) This is never a good idea. People need to learn that lighting yourself on fire is just a terrible way of, of going about whatever your problem is. But he said this, let us never forget the extraordinary courage and commitment of brother Aaron Bushnell who died for truth and justice, exclamation point. I pray for his precious loved ones exclamation point let us uh rededicate ourselves to genuine solidarity with palestinians undergoing genocidal attacks in real time exclamation point hashtag Aaron bushnell hashtag free palestine and you look at this and you, you, there's a hundred ways you can react to this cornell west is nuts he's been nuts for a long time by the way he's going to be on your presidential ballot most likely uh, as an independent in your state but you start with like I don't know the 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 jumping to this you know commitment and courage of doing something like this. Now I will say he was committed to the bit. There's no doubt about it. If you're lighting yourself on fire, you're committed. I, I'll give you that. But this is not something to praise. 
only in a society that has just de-emphasize the sanctity of life to the extent that we have here in this country would would lighting yourself on fire be something that you just sit back and say oh wow what a wonderful thing to do we can get into the substance of the argument behind that but jason like when you look at this you see i think a bunch of crazy people telling us to do a, a bunch of crazy things and that's not a that's not a good foundation for a society no not not if you want it to continue uh yeah if <laughs> no serious country in the world acts this way i mean i'm sure there's crazy people like cornell west and other other countries across the world sure. but there i don't think they're treated as seriously as they are in this country and i'm sure like has the, has anybody in the media uh, you know condemned cornell west for talking about this oh, i don't think so if anything you've seen uh, a appreciation i mean i think the only thing that cornell west is doing wrong right now in the eyes of the media is getting on these ballots and potentially siphoning a few votes from joe biden other than that I think they approve of his actions, you know, 100%. It's just amazing. You were talking about the media before, and I was just reading, there was a new Gallup poll, and I think, like, distrust in the media was now, it was well over 50%. So, I mean, you're talking about over, you know, what, over over 100,000 people, 150,000 people or whatever, um, do not think the media represents their interests. In fact, they think they're actually hostile to them. I have a hilarious story, actually, with them. I, I went to cover the opening of the American embassy in Israel. I remember that. Yeah. Remember that? Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> it was kind of funny. We, we were not on media row. So they had like, we were right there at the border of Gaza. And there was this media row where there was like CNN, you know, and the, you know, and all these other, BBC, all, all these major players. And then it was us, you know, from the blaze trying to get included. Right. And <laughs> finally I was just like, I, I never name drop, but I was like, I, I went to the, uh, this, uh, soldier that was kind of like the assistant to the main media guy. And, uh, I was like, Hey, I'm, I, you know, I'm the writer and researcher for Glenn Beck. And she looked at me and she's like, uh, uh, hang on just one second. So she marches right over to media row and this guy is, uh, is, is giving these interviews and you could tell it's hostile. You yeah. know, he's just like, you know, he's like, he's looking flustered. He's pissed. She stops him in the middle of an interview with one of these big outlets, whispers into his ear and he goes, and you can't tell him somebody mouths Glenn Beck. <laughs> and she like, and Jen, she, she points over and he's like, Hey, come on over. And so we like walk over. This is the one place in the world where this tactic works, works. by the way. Nowhere like, else. No, nowhere else. If you use it's it like, to try to get a table at a restaurant, I can assure you, you no longer, you either will not get the table or you will have spit in your food. But, any, anywhere in New York, yes. you know, that's not working for you. <laughs> no, right. Exactly. So, yeah. so anyway, so we walk and he puts us right in front of media row. So we're right in front of them. <laughs> oh, they must have loved this. And he's, oh, yeah, like, what is going on here? And like, and our first question was, um, I was like, Lieutenant Colonel, um, can you please just tell us the context for why Israel is having to fire back and protect this border? And he, it was like a wave of like relief over his face. And he was like, finally. Yeah. And then he just proceeds to go on and talks about all these grenades that are lobbed over. It was a surprise attack at, at that point. All these things that happen. And it's nothing of what you hear in the mainstream media. Mm -hmm. They never talk about why Israel has to respond. They just talk about the response. And then they weave it into the, whatever narrative that they want to do. Probably was given to them by Colonel West and, and other similar people. Yeah. But... Just amazing. You never get the actual truth from the mainstream media anymore. I don't know when that shift happened, but it's insane. Yeah, I don't know exactly when it happened. I mean, it seems like there was definitely a, a, a tipping point in 2015, 2016 when Donald Trump's running for president, right? Like, mm. I think that there's a, a situation where they decided, they decided at some point, and maybe it was even after his first election, honestly, 
where they decided it was no longer okay to try to cover the news and be liberal, but uh, try to give the appearance that you were doing some sort of normal journalism, right? This idea, like the Hillary Clinton emails is a great example of this. Like they did cover that a little bit. As a conservative, I wasn't happy with the way they covered it, right? Like I wasn't like, oh, wow, they're doing a great job unearthing all of this stuff on Hillary Clinton. To me, it felt like they were ignoring a lot of the stuff that we did now. Um, However, the way they dealt with that was, hey, this Hillary Clinton email thing is going on. Here's why you shouldn't care about it. Mm -hmm. That was the way they covered that. That is not how they covered the the Hunter Biden laptop story. Yeah, they made a decision in that period to switch from, "Hey, this is what's going on, and let me try to talk you out of caring about it," mm-hmm. into, "That's not even going on." Yeah, you don't even know. We're not even going to tell you about it. We're just going to ignore it and ad- act as if it was not even a thing. They did that successfully, I think, in in 2020 with the Hunter Biden situation, and they've. They're just doubling and tripling down on this. And I think their internal excuse is that Trump is so uniquely terrible that we have to do this. Yeah. I don't know if they actually believe that. I'm sure the next president is going to get the same treatment if it's the next Republican nominee is going to get the the, uh, the same treatment as Trump. But I am concerned. And I think that the it's funny because the Cornell Wests of the world have always been around. Right. They have been around for a very long time, you know, intellectual radicals that have really way out their opinions. And they've been on the fringes of our society for decades. You saw this with CRT, where like these people who formed CRT, this isn't a new thing. This has been around for a long time, but it was not permeating the the mainstream culture. And I think with the media, basically what we're having now is the entire up and coming up and coming generation of journalists seem to be Cornell West. Like Mm -hmm. the entire media is turning into Cornell West. And that is not where we used to be. We used to be in a situation where, yes, they were left leaning, but they were totally different and understood that 50% of the country disagreed with them. That's not where we are anymore. Yeah. And before I get to your point there, it was interesting, right? When Trump uh, was elected president, I think it was the Washington Post hilariously like issued this statement about how they were rededicating, you know, their no. efforts to the truth. Remember oh, that? Yeah. Like, this democracy uh, dies in darkness. That was right? it. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, now that there's a conservative in here and Obama's out. We're rededicating. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Okay. Now you're going to be critical. <laughs> I, I think that, I think the Obama administration, and I'm sure, you know, people could go way back beyond, you know, as far as when, you know, the media really started kind of engaging left wing you know, politics, mm-hmm. but there were some insane things going on during the Obama administration. Um, remember they, uh, Obama was the one that established that global engagement center. Yeah. Um, was it Richard Stengel or whatever his name was, was, was the head, um, who in 2019, you're laughing at that. that no, it's good. funny because I, these, there were so many of these guys and names in that Obama era and yeah. listening to Glenn covered all of them. And like, I've done my best to forget about them, but mm. like, all, you're right. All these efforts exist. We got to go back and look because yeah. th- th- some just insane things were happening back then. But that rich, that, that Richard guy, he in 2019 wrote an article. I think it was in the Post. I can't remember um, where he's basically saying, "Yeah, we need hate speech laws." You know, there's some law, there's some speech that's too dangerous. Yeah. So he was advocating for restrictions on the First Amendment. That's who Obama appointed as the head of this global engagement center. But the entire point of that was to mm. basically reach out under the guise of like ISIS or terrorism and look for speech that, you know, we can map and find out who the dangerous people are. 
you'd have people like Ben Rhodes under the Obama administration, whose sole job was just to lie to the American people so that they could do whatever they wanted to do to push policy. And was so confident in that effort that he told Arrogant. He he actually said we were manipulating journalists with our Iran deal coverage. We went to them and we knew they didn't know anything. They were too young. All these, you know, these media institutions didn't have anybody smart on the job. We would lie to them, tell them what we wanted them to say. And they would say it. And then and they were fine with it. And then told that to the media. So yeah. it was printed. And then, I mean, that's just amazing to me. They, yeah. they did not care. Because to your point, like the, the radicals now are, I mean, the media now I think is looking to the radicals. And a lot of that began under the Obama administration. Whoever the expert was at the time, mm-hmm. just 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 listen to them. Trust us. That That's the truth. And you go ahead and print that. Now, I'm, I'm glad you, you brought that up because that was exactly what was on display with Taylor Lorenz the other day. We should get into this mm, in a second. Yeah. Here, let's take a quick break for American financing. Uh, let me ask you something. How worried are you about your upcoming credit card bills? Has it got you up at night? There's no better time than now to wipe them out and set yourself and your family up for a strong financial future. Interest rates have fallen, and right now American Financing can help you access the equity in your home at an interest rate in the fives. I mean, look, that's not bad. It's, it's come down a little bit. All it takes is a 10-minute call to 800-906-2440. They never charge any upfront or hidden fees, and that's just one of the many reasons why they have over 7,200 Google reviews and a 4.7-star rating. Uh, I've been a, ma- a fan of American Financing for a long time. I've worked with them several times, and I've heard amazing testimonials from so many people over the years. They've helped thousands of people you know, save real money, and that's important, and especially in this economy. So the question you need to ask yourself is, could you be the next person they help on the journey toward a more stable financial future? There's only one way to find out. Don't wait around for things to get better on their own. Call American Financing now, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. APR for the rates in the five starts at 6.275% for well-qualified buyers. Call 800-906-2440 for details about credit costs and terms. 10 seconds, station ID. There's so much, by the way, it's Stu in for Glenn. Uh, Jason Buttrell joins me as well. We're talking about uh, the media and how it's going insane. And there's so much to talk about when it comes to this clip with Taylor Lorenz, the journalist who is at the New York Times. I know she at the Washington Post now, I think. I can't remember. She's been to several different places, and every time she leaves one, she says the last one was too conservative. So as you guys know, the New York Times is too conservative. Um, but she was interviewing, and she's had back and forth with this person, the, uh, the, the, the woman who runs the Libs of TikTok account, on, obviously on, tic, uh, or on Twitter mainly is where I see it. I don't know if she's on other platforms as well. But they got into this discussion and, and did an interview at a, an outdoor eatery where to set the scene for you uh she is wearing a shirt with the picture of taylor lorenz crying from one of her previous <laughs> interviews amazing. on the t-shirt during the interview and on the other side is taylor lorenz i mean it's like it's so like lives of tiktok known for kind of like you know stirring it up on, on the internet you'd expect her to wear a shirt of taylor lorenz crying and on the other side That's is great. taylor lorenz as an ap- absolute caricature of herself in an N95 mask outdoors <laughs> trying to do this interview. It is as comical as anything you've ever seen in your life. But uh, it, it, just to give you the visuals here, but the audio is just as pleasing. Listen. 
But there is a context that it would be okay to give kids pictures like that of gay sex, anal sex in, in I guess elementary school. I guess sex pictures in school, I don't know. I don't know because uh, you know who I would defer to on that? Just because neither of us are sex educators. I would defer that question to a qualified professional, a sex educator, and say, hey, you're an expert. You've treated tons, you know, you've educated tons of people. You're a full-time sex educator. You've really studied this. What are the appropriate boundaries? I don't think that myself as a journalist or a media personality, I don't think I'm the right one to make that decision. And I guess I'm wondering why so you there, So there, the, I have seen sex educators say that they, they want these, these books in, in schools. So then uh -huh. you're okay with it? I think I would want to talk to the sex educator and rely on whatever the sex educators say. Okay. I'm wondering why you feel like you're qualified to be a sex educator when you have no background in that. Uh, I don't want to be a sex educator. I just don't want to give kids porn in school. <laughs> <laughs> that is an all-time classic. What's fascinating about this, I mean, there's a hundred things that are fascinating about this. Yeah. Uh, and I love her approach there of saying, like, you know, she doesn't try to fight the sex educator thing. No, yeah, you know what? Some sex educators do think this stuff should be in school. So are you okay with it? And again, her defensive reaction is exactly what you just spoke about, Jason, which is this automatic uh, surrender mm -hmm. of your life and your, your agency and your decision-making process to outside experts. Like she says at one point, well, I would want to talk to these experts and see what they said. Why would you need to talk to them? You you have no questions for them. You have no no intellectual curiosity to find out if what they're saying is true or not. And it's it's almost a defeatist way of living life. You have just given up. What is the purpose of you? What is your purpose in life if all you're doing is looking around and trying to find what the expert says and then just doing that thing? This is why no one trusts the media. Like, oh, anyone could be a journalist in this day and age. Yeah. She, has, she doesn't need to think for herself. None of them need to think for themselves. They are so used to being handed the propaganda that they're supposed to say yeah. that she couldn't even defend herself on this. This is so basic. By the way, that looked like an SNL skit. It did not it look really like a real. Did. No, it you're right. We, I, part of the reason why it's hilarious is because she's wearing this N95 <laughs> mask. And so think about what the, what's the thought process there. First of all, she's gone to the experts who have told her, I guess. Yeah. Uh -huh. Now, first of all, that's not what experts say. They don't even say that. We could beat up on experts all day, but experts do not tell you to wear an N95 mask outdoors. I mean, I, the New York Times itself said there has never been a case of the coronavirus that has been documented outdoors without masks outside of a close conversation there's never been a case documented of it so this is not even a close conversation they're you know, four feet away from each other at a table but beyond that what is she trying to do here she's trying to lower the risk of her getting covid right and that's essentially what she's doing wearing this mask while at the same time she is sitting four feet away from passing traffic she's outdoors her back is to a road four feet away a car passes by She's worried about getting COVID as a 27-year-old or something, which gives her almost no risk. And she's sitting there as a car is a giant 5,000-pound vehicle passes four feet behind her. She is much more likely to die by someone there veering into the cafe than she is from COVID-19. Is she really scared of COVID-19 or is it just the the flag? Yeah. You know, uh, I know. It's got, there was there was another uh, there was a picture of I think it was another Palestine protest or whatever. And they were holding up all these banners and stuff. And there was like 10 kids sitting in the front. All of them had masks on. 
I'm like, are they real? And they're all probably like 18, 19, 20, whatever. Are, are they real? I, I don't think that. They surely they can't be still scared of the coronavirus. Surely. It's, it's just that flag. When did yeah, flags yeah. become so lame? Right. When there's something cooler. <laughs> like if you're like a crazy, like idiot, you know, you know, progressive nut. Isn't there something cooler that you could like establish as your flag? And not right. a mask. Right. Come on. Right, right. You'd think so. Right. Yeah. You know, Even the Guy it, Fawkes mask was cooler than this. Right. <laughs> Just put that back on. Yeah, that's, that's very true. I will say, like, that is what it becomes. It becomes almost like a gang tattoo. Right? Like, you're just like, I'm, it's okay. I'm a good person, everybody. I'm wearing my N95 mask outdoors, which, by the way, is not even what experts say. She says she's giving all of her decision-making over to experts, but that's not what they tell you. There's no experts telling you to wear an N95 mask outside. Neck tattoos. That's our flag. Like neck a, tattoos. Yeah, like parts of the Constitution on right. our neck. There you go. That. Yeah. that was like, tough. There you go. That's much more <laughs> badass much than better. a mask. <laughs> Well, there is an enormous economic upheaval that is headed our way right now, and it's nothing like we've ever seen before. The Biden economy has been the worst we've seen in, I mean, a while, and it's hitting us in different ways. And honestly, he's still president, unfortunately, at least for the moment. Uh, With conditions this volatile, uh, precious metals can make the difference between protecting your hard-earned money or losing it. Lear Capital is here to help you build a shelter to withstand the storm. And when you reach out to them, there's no obligation. You just get free information on protecting your hard-earned money with gold and silver. Information that can make all the difference for you and your family. Uh, Glenn bought his first gold with Lear Capital over two decades ago. And since then, his investment has obviously uh, gone up. I think it's quadrupled since then. Uh, But, you know, do your own homework and make sure this is right for you and check them out today over at Lear Capital. With over $3 billion in trusted transactions, thousands of five-star reviews, and a 24-hour risk-free purchase guarantee, Lear is the precious metals leader that you can trust. You can get your free wealth protection guides, and Lear will also credit your account $250 toward your purchase. Just give them a call today, Lear Capital, 800-889-3070, 800-889-3070. It's 800-889-3070 for Lear Capital. We have more coming up on the media and the mess it has become here on the Glenn Beck Program, back in just a couple of minutes. It's Stu in for Glenn. He's going to be back tomorrow. Uh, health, uh, of course, assumed for tomorrow. Uh, of course, you can check out my show, Stu Does America. It's available every day uh, on YouTube, youtube.com slash Stu Does America. By the way, we have a we talked about Israel and Hamas a little bit earlier in the program. We have a great comedy bit up there talking about the mainstream media's treatment of that particular conflict. And we kind of did it with a, a couple of sportscasters announcing Israel versus Hamas, like it's a sporting event, except, of course, they're on Hamas's side uh, overtly. And it, I, but we're basically just using actual things the media has said or referred to. Uh, it is available at YouTube.com slash America. YouTube.com slash America. You can subscribe and get the shows every day, as well as on podcasts and everything else. Jason Buttrell joins me. Uh, he, of course, is uh, Glenn's head writer for uh, the TV program and, and does a lot of uh, his research as well. Also has a documentary coming up. When does this thing come out? Do we know? I think it's the end of this month. Okay. All right. Wait, it is the end of the month. It's in the, it's, it's still a couple, two, three weeks out, something like that, but it's soon. Okay. Pretty soon. And it's about the, the caravan right to the border uh, here in the past few weeks. You, you actually like embedded yourself 
yeah. with, with these guys. Yeah, we rode down with the uh, with the take our quarterback convoy. We we jumped. They started, I think, in Virginia, but we jumped on with them in Louisiana mm-hmm. and just saw the convoy grow, grow, grow. Got to got to know them. You know, actually asked them what they were doing, what they were all about. Things you know that the media never does. No. Um, went to a few of their rallies, but we also went down to Eagle Pass and uh, checked out you know Shelby Park and the whole yeah. standoff mm-hmm. you know between. Uh, let's just say we found out a lot of interesting things, especially mm-hmm. on the border. Um, we found a lot of infuriating things and things that will absolutely surprise you, probably shock you. And I was not expecting to get that, but we found that information out in kind of a funny way. So yeah, you're in for a treat on this for sure. Uh, this is all part of the series blaze TV or blaze, blaze originals. originals. And this is going to be, yeah, I don't know, monthly. It's going to be a few of these, uh, every year, Do- big documentary projects that are, you know, independent investigations that you're not going to see anywhere else. Uh, they're part of your Blaze TV subscription, blazetv.com slash Glenn. The code is Glenn. You can get 20 bucks off your subscription right now. And as, w- now, would, would you say how similar would you say your coverage was of the border uh, as to if, let's say, Taylor Lorenz covered the same story? Would you guys have the same viewpoint on this? How how similar are you to I, Taylor? I mean, to answer that question, I would have to consult an expert, you know, because I'm just not sure if I'm qualified, you <laughs> know? Like, okay, so, I understand. I understand. So, along those lines. Uh, this is this is from this clip of Taylor Lorenz and Libs of TikTok hanging out uh, at a, a lunch and having a little bit of an interview. This is all uh, filmed and let me give you this clip one more time to kind of reset this because it is there are multiple things in this interview that are central to everything that is wrong with the media right now uh here's a clip but there is eight contacts that it would be okay to give kids pictures like that of gay sex anal sex in, in i guess elementary sex, i guess sex pictures and school i don't know i don't know because uh, you know who i would defer to on Car that zooming back. just because neither of us are sex educators I would defer that question to a qualified professional, a sex educator, and say, hey, you're an expert. You've treated tons, you know, you've educated tons of people. You're a full-time sex educator. You've really studied this. What are the appropriate boundaries? I don't think that myself as a journalist or a media personality, I don't think I'm the right one to make that decision. And I guess I'm wondering why so you there, think- So there, the, I have seen sex educators say that they, they want these, these books in, in schools. So then uh-huh. you're okay with it? I think I would want to talk to the sex educator and rely on whatever the sex educators say. Oh I'm wondering why you feel like you're qualified to be a sex educator when you have no background in that. Uh, I don't want to be a sex educator. I just don't want to give kids porn in school. Now, this is a fantastic interaction. And it just shows where we are. As I mentioned previously, Taylor Lorenz has basically like signed off her responsibility for her life. Yeah. Right. Like she has taken like she's transferred ownership. She's, you know, like we were talking about this with the Wendy Williams story a little bit earlier where, you know, and this is the Britney Spears was a famous this conservatorship idea. And she's basically signed. Taylor Lorenz has signed off a conservatorship of her own decision making process here. She can't think about this issue on her own, whether it would be appropriate for children to see porn in the classroom. She so can't. Bring herself to say that that's a bad idea. She has to assign it to experts. And look, experts, a lot of experts do say it's okay. Does that make it okay for you? Now, who is the biggest expert about your child, right? It's you. You're the parent. It is literally your God-given and foundational objective in life to make the right decisions for your child. And while... Experts, of course, can give 
insight on those decisions, right? That's that we all look to medical experts for you know medical decisions, but we still make those decisions ourselves. Like, they give us input in those decisions. They don't make those decisions for us. And if you signed your life away, like Taylor Lorenz seemingly has in certain circumstances where it's convenient, uh, like this, you know, I don't. What's the point of you being you? What's the point of you being a human being? Why aren't? What makes you different than the main character of the Lego Movie, right? Where everything is awesome, and you go to work every day, and everybody tells you what to do, and you live this life, and you never make a decision out of the mold. What is the point of you as an individual if you don't even put thought? into a massive decision like showing porn to kids at school. And this is the media in a nutshell. There's no thought to it. And, and to expand this one extra layer here, right before this interaction, and it was edited out because in the interaction, they show the actual book. Again, this should set off alarm bells. If we can't show it on national television to adults... Why would it be appropriate for children? But I, I, I let that to the side for a second. In this interaction, they show, um, they talk about these books. And of course, Taylor Lorenz says that ah, this stuff isn't even happening. You don't know what you're talking about. She takes the pictures out. She shows her the pictures of these books. And Taylor Lorenz has a pretty honest rea reaction to it. She is as shocked as most people would be. Oh my God. You know, she kind of catches herself in the middle of the reaction. But she's reacting in shock like wow this is actual like cartoon pornography for kids and she eventually catches herself and gets to the expert thing but what's fascinating about that maybe at its core is that these photos uh and i say photos it's actually a drawing but it was a picture of the drawing i have seen pictures of this drawing probably a hundred times online because we talk about this issue often i wish i had seen it zero times I don't want to see it. It is not something uh, that is uh, is a positive image to, to, to be seen by anybody, adult or child. <laughs> but I have seen it just because we talk about this issue. People are posting about it all the time. It has been in news, basic news coverage about this story. Here is Taylor Lorenz, who has written about this numerous times, who has written about this woman, uh, Libs of TikTok, numerous times, who has covered this issue and saw it, seen, uh, shown how evil conservatives are online about it numerous times, is sitting at an interview with this woman, Libs of TikTok, and has never before seen these images. How is it possible as a journalist to go through months and months and months of coverage of this topic and have not even bothered to check to see what is in these books. She has not made motion one to try to understand the argument of the other side, which is overwhelmingly convincing when you see the actual pictures. It's just a total destruction of what journalism was, Jason. Oh, I mean, take it beyond journalism. I mean, this is an entire generation of people that have grown up and they've been taught in universities this is the way it is. They're, the universities don't no longer teach them how to think. They teach them what to think. Mm. Um, and that's, that's this entire generation. 
which I kind of think we should take advantage of being from Gen Xers. I, I would love to draw up a bunch of like contracts where they basically sign over everything to me because they're not going to read it. Right. They're yeah. not going to do their own homework on it. They're just going to sign it. Yeah. We just have to bring an expert along and say, this expert says you should sign it. Yeah. yeah he's the expert. <laughs> right. That's I, I love in that clip. She keeps on saying she that was like her big thing to turn her, turn it back around on the libs of TikTok chick yeah. was like, oh, I, I just want to know why you think you're an education expert. I'm like, that's your big thing? Right. Like th- that She's not trying to be an education expert. Yes, it's just very obviously she just doesn't want porn to be shown to kids. <laughs> if if you if you can't come to that conclusion on your own without yeah. someone standing over what else can you be convinced of? Right. And that and this I hate to say it has led to every genocidal tragedy in our world's history. Yeah. It's always a bunch of experts saying that that group of people is inferior. It's always that. It's yeah. There are always intellectual elites at the top of the chain that say those people are bad. It's okay to kill them. Yeah. And like, it is obviously what she's doing here is not equivalent to that, but the, the mindset is similar. When you sign away your personal agency and act as if you cannot determine what is right and what is wrong, yeah. When you can't do it, you have to give up that right to somebody else, mm-hmm. somebody far away, somebody in a bureaucracy, somebody who can make those decisions because they're special. They can do it. And they've decided that, look, uh, black people shouldn't be able to have the same water fountains. Yeah. I guess that's what we should go with. Well, that's not an OK thing. That's not an OK way. You don't you know, you don't get to go in front of the court and say, well, they I was just taking orders. That's not how that works. You morally have a a an obligation to put your own mind into the process you can't just assign all decision making to someone else because you think it's going to get you out of making the decision and that's convenient it's a nice way to try to win an argument at a cafe where you're four feet away from being hit by an suv but it is not a it is not a way to make a decision for yourself and it's certainly no way to own your own freaking life yeah you don't own your life if you think like her and you can see this is why she's constantly a victim of everything right like that's taylor lorenz in a nutshell she's a victim of the internet she can't just sign off of it no no just like everybody else she can't do that she's a victim of every bad comment she's crying all the time she's constantly a victim of all of her surroundings because she has no control over it she's assigned control of her life to everyone around her yeah who say they're experts you remember that there was a push from the media this was a few, few years ago. It might have been under Trump. I can't remember. But they, the media collectively, almost like they were handed this you know, talking point where their big uh, boogeyman was the words, do your own homework. You remember yeah. that? They yeah. were writing about it. They were talking about it on mm-hmm. cable news. Like, well, you know, do your own homework. Because actually, like, shut up. Yeah, that was very, like, yeah, yeah, it was very central to an attack on Glenn. Like, and because Glenn would say that all the time as a way of saying, like, hey, like, don't just believe me. You shouldn't. You should go and look this stuff up and understand it for yourself. It should be something that is praised, right? Frankly, and you're right. It was became a boogeyman for a while. Well, I, mean, I mean, but if that if that's what your entire belief system is based off of, you know, which is complete and totally lazy. You know, I, I guess it's good if you're really, really lazy because you essentially don't have to do a thing. Just be like, what do I say? What, what, what do I do? But if your entire system is based around that, mm. of course you're going to defend it. Yeah. But I mean, you're exactly right. That that is scary for a society moving forward because if you fall in line with that. You can be told anything. You can be told to do anything. Give up anything.
And what do you do? How do you how do you push back when you've been believing experts every every step of the way? I, and again, I don't mean to vilify expertise; it's important. But like, you can't just disassociate yourself from your own life. All right, back in uh, in just a minute. Uh, give you a quick challenge here. It's going to take a little bit of your time, not much, but a little. In the end, it's probably going to save you a ton of money, and even better, it means supporting a company that believes in the same values you do. I want you to do your own homework which is not a boogeyman, it's a good thing, consider making the switch to Patriot Mobile. Check them out. See if if you like it, because Patriot Mobile has a mission statement. It is to passionately defend our God-given constitutional rights and freedoms and to glorify God always. That's the kind of business I can get behind. I mean, think of how much we complain about companies all the time. Oh, gosh, Bud Light is doing this and, you know, Disney is doing that. Really important stuff to, to complain about. But when you find a company that actually has a mission statement like that, it's one you want to support. Now, of course, that's not the whole picture. Look, it's I, I'll be honest with you. If they were just, you know, had a great mission statement, it wouldn't be reason to support them. You'd also need to get great service, and they do that as well. Get the same nationwide service while supporting a company that actually loves America. How do you miss out on that? They have affordable plans for your budget, excellent coverage, and a top-notch U.S.-based customer service program. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. You'll get free activation when you use the offer code BECK. Join me, make the switch today, patriotmobile.com slash Beck. It's patriotmobile.com slash Beck, or call them 972-PATRIOT. Are opinions weighing you down? Call in and let it out. 888-727-BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, as we're finishing up this hour and we've been talking about how the media is basically all turning into Cornell West, Taylor Lorenz, a great example. There's another great example of Joy Reid on MSNBC. We don't have time to get to it today. I'm going to hit it on Studos America tonight, though, because it's important. Uh, it's important to see the drift because you're always going to have somebody who's crazy. The question is, how much authority and credibility are they given by society? There's always been crazy people and there always will be crazy people. How do we deal with that? And how do we deal with a media that has gone awry? There's an interesting story from the FBI uh, Twitter account. They've tweeted a website explaining how they're combating organized retail theft. Now, we've been talking about this as a massive problem for a long time. It's destroying our cities. I mean, it's destroying them. Uh, and, you know, these downtowns are completely cleaned out of businesses now. People are shutting down vital businesses for local residents you know, Walgreens and CVS just shutting down all over the place. Have you seen the, like, they come in in these, like, crazed waves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, my wife was in a makeup store locally here in Texas, and they these three women came in and with giant plastic garbage bags and filled garbage bags with makeup. My daughter was there in the store with her. Filled it up and just walked right out. And no one did anything. Here? In Texas. Wow. No one did anything. And this is... Of course, sending a, a, a clear message of incentive to people who want to do this. Well, the FBI wants to make sure that you know they're on the case here. Mm. Okay. And uh, they've tweeted an image uh, explaining uh, how they're detailing uh, how they're going to fight the retail theft program uh, here. And apparently, they think Paris Hilton <laughs> is the one doing it. Uh, <laughs> because the picture is like two hot mid-20-year-old white women who are dressed in, like, multi-thousand dollar uh, outfits. I don't think those are... That's not the typical 
profile, I'm sure. You know, women who look like that. I'd be on the case, too. Frankly, I'm going to go look for them as well. Jason <laughs> is on the case. <laughs> now, I'm warning you, whoever is in this stock photo, make sure you close your blinds tonight because Jason is on the case. Uh, I'm but, coming. <laughs> but, I mean, it just, like, I, can we at least be, you know, I don't know, realistic and address the real issues here? The Glenn Beck Program.